have you ever wanted to guest on a podcast like this one that you're listening to right now? Well, you can. You can definitely do this by visiting a website called Podmatch, where you can sign up and be available for all different types of podcasts that you can guest on. Or you can even search for a podcast and say, I want to I want to guest on your podcast. I think we'd be a good match. So if you want to do this, you can go to our unique link, which is joinpodmatch.com forward slash reality. And you can sign up and do exactly that. And you can find us and you can guest on our podcast. So again, that unique link is www.joinpodmatch.com. That's J-O-I-N-P-O-D-M-A-T-C-H.com forward slash reality, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. And you can be a guest on our podcast. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and today we're discussing 90 Day UK, and you are getting this early this week just because of some scheduling changes for um, recording this week. You're definitely getting this early. Fingers crossed, you can get B90 early as well, um, so that you you don't feel the difference for um, this week too much. Um, But nothing at the top of the episode that we need to discuss. We're just going to jump right in to 90 Day UK Season 2, Episode 7, I Think Might Be Pregnant. And y'all, when I saw the title of this episode, I said, oh no, I'm scared. Oh no, I am very scared. And I have a right to be scared. Here we go. Louise and Jose is the first couple we're going to talk about. And the reason for the title of this episode, for those who, well, spoiler alert, maybe, here we go. So we see him cleaning some dishes, or I guess about to. He's putting on um, like gloves. And we see Louise in the bathroom holding a pregnancy test box. She hasn't taken the test out yet, but she's holding the box. And she tells us that she's had some stomach aches and she's been feeling very queasy. So she thinks that she might be pregnant and decides he's going to do a test. So she does it. And before we get the results, she does say that she would be shocked um, if she was pregnant because it would be too fast. And I said, yeah, what? Mm, why would you be shocked? Because you literally discussed the fact that you want to get pregnant. So 
why is it a shock? And then if you're not taking the proper precautions to prevent pregnancy, what do you think is going to happen? Anyway, for a person who is, what, 35 years old and has had a child before, she's fucking clueless. So here we go. So, uh, guys, the results, she's pregnant. And she doesn't really know how she's supposed to tell him because, well, language barrier. And and while she's telling him, we hear what sounds like circus music. And it's playing in the background. I said, okay, that's shady, but I like it. And he just keeps saying, baby, real baby. And I'm just like, oh my God. First of all, I'm sorry. I maybe this makes me sound like an absolute shit person, but that's okay. I'm fine with that because I could not. It's not so much about the language barrier because we've seen people with language barriers and still have a sex appeal. I don't understand what she finds sexually attractive about this person. I couldn't make. I couldn't have this person touch me. I would have the heebie-jeebies personally. Not because he's an ugly person or anything like that. It's not so much about that. I don't think he's unattractive, but it's just like he, the giggles and the lack of seriousness and the, all of that. And like, just how he is, I couldn't do it. I, I get annoyed by him just watching him on a screen. I, Okay, so let's continue. And then he says, a chicken baby. And actually, at at one point, proceeds to make the chicken noises. And I'm like, no, just not the whole thing. And I actually wrote down, like, the way we see them interacting with each other, the way they communicate with each other, I'm like, you guys sound like losers. Like, you, you, anyway. She now realizes the pressure that she is now under because she doesn't want to raise this baby alone. And we find out here that probably the reason he's been denied is because, like his visas, is because he has to pass an English test. And I said, um, the only thing he knows how to say and knows what it is is chicken. And um, he's not going to pass this test and hasn't been passing the test. So, I said, well, good luck to you, ma'am, because you don't, he's never going to get there then. Personally, he's never going to get there. <laughs> but on the other hand, you idiot, you know this. You, you know he's only here temporarily, right? You know you still have to deal with him staying here permanently, that's a work in progress. You know all of this. 
And yet, you remove, I think she had like an IUD or something, I'm guessing. You remove it in order to get pregnant. You raw dog your way through this whole situation and you get pregnant. And now you want to say, well, he needs to pass that test because I can't raise this baby on my own. And I said, you are a grown ass woman. You are 35 years old. You have had a child before, clearly at a young age. You should know by now how this shit works. If you want to prevent pregnancy, it's really not that difficult. It really isn't. There are multiple ways. Hell, I'll even give you the pullout method. Although not foolproof, it's better than anything else. Than not doing nothing. You could have prevented this. And the reason why I'm so frustrated with her is later on, when we get there, it will make a little more sense. I'll tie this all in together at the end, but I'm so frustrated with her. She acts like a teenager and you're not, you're not a teenager. Anyway, let's continue. She says that, she said her family is going to probably feel very scared and think like the same thing I just said, that she should have waited. This is too fast. So she, in the next scene we see with them, she says that they have been putting off telling her family about the pregnancy, but today, today is the day. And they are going to be taking her mom and Jessie out for lunch in order to break the news. So mom is here, but Jessie's not here. And it gets to the point where food is coming out and Jessie is still not here. But Jesse does show up late, but he's here. Um, and now it's time. And she says, we have big news to share with you guys. And she tells them that she is pregnant. And she can see that Jesse looks upset. And he says to her, I barely know him. And now you're pregnant? It's too quick. And she does say, I'll be honest, I didn't expect to get pregnant so fast. And again, I said, mm, this is, mm, I cannot stand grown ass adults saying, well, I didn't expect to get pregnant so fast. Yet you are literally fucking this guy without protection. And he's just having at it. We have we're way past the point of saying, oh, I didn't know that it would happen. No, 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 no. You, you can prevent it. It's really fucking simple. I, it drives me fucking bonkers. I expect that shit from teenagers who don't know any better, who really should know better, but don't know any better. And sometimes shit can happen. I'll give you a pass there. And I'm, and I'm, again, I'm not coming at a point where I'm trying to judge anyone. I am the product of a young mother and a young father. So I'm not coming out of that way at all. But again, my, 
my mom was maybe a few years older than Louise was when she had her son. But when my mom had my brother, that was 100% planned. Maybe it happened sooner than she thought it would, but it did happen. And it wasn't that she's like, oh, well, you know, we didn't think we'd get pregnant this quickly. No, it happened. And you, you know, whatever. You expected it, though. This woman, at the same breath of saying we're going to try to get pregnant, is then still saying, well, we didn't think it would happen this fast. But you were literally trying. You removed your your contraceptive. And you, I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm wrong, said you wanted to try to get pregnant during his trip here. So what the fuck did you think would gonna happen? I'm so I'm so frustrated by her, by both of them really, but I'm frustrated by her the most because he's an idiot. <laughs> I'm just frustrated. Um anyway, let's keep going. So her mom says, and I think this is just the blunt truth of it all basically says you have made the decision to get pregnant so now you have to live with the consequences and I said 100% and there will be consequences for this decision spoiler alert spoiler alert for those who haven't seen the episode or don't watch the show yeah Mm mm-hmm And she says, you know, at this point, there's nothing that we can do. So Jesse says that he can't just sit on the couch and do nothing. He needs to be studying for the English test so that he can get his visa. And he says he needs to get a job. And Louise makes an excuse for him and says, well, he's very laid back. And Jesse says, well, that needs to change because he's about to be a father. 1,000%. And he says, to even top it off, his music doesn't fucking matter. This child matters, so that needs to come first. And Jose, as we find out, has his English test on Tuesday, so I don't know exactly what day this is. And Jesse says, what does he know, though? in order to pass this test. And mom brings the shade and she says, chicken. And Jose, well, he chuckles at the mention of chicken. And in in the moment does the thumbs up. And I'm just like, this isn't a fucking joke. He just doesn't even know basic communication. He just doesn't. Um, She says he will pass it. It just takes time. And I'm like, what time? The test is on Tuesday, so he needs to pass it. He doesn't have time. And then add to that, you're going to have a baby in about, let's say, approximately nine months. We don't know how far along she is at this point. You don't have fucking time. You don't have time. Because nine months can fly by. You don't have time. So... 
she now says that she hopes that he passes and proves them wrong. So I said, is this what this is about? This is not about him passing the test so he can be here with his child. No, 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 you need to prove a point. All of this is about proving a point from the very fucking beginning. It's about proving a point for, for, for these two. Oh, oh no, you know what? Not for these two. Jose's not a part of this. About her. It's been a... F- mm. I can't stand her. Let's continue. So now it's test day. And on the way there, she stresses to him about passing this test. It's very important. And she says if he doesn't, he will be, she will be on her own with this baby. And I said, again, you should have thought about that. Um, and she doesn't think he is taking this seriously. And I said, no fucking shit. He hasn't taken anything seriously. So why do you think that he's going to start taking it seriously now? Um, and they get to the test place and it's clearly gated and you have to like buzz yourself in. So she takes him there and she says, Godspeed. And she walks away and doesn't make sure he can buzz himself in properly. And he's so confused. He doesn't know what to do. I mean, if this test is so important, obviously it is, you could have at least made sure he got in there. Obviously you can't go in, that's fine, but you could like make sure he gets in. Anyway, um, yeah, and again, like, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Let's continue with, with them. So... She's waiting for him in a restaurant and she says he has to do this. He has to pass this. Or she says, you are going to fuck everything up. And I said, honey, it's been fucked up the minute you decided to marry him. It's been fucked up from that point. So him not passing this test is not going to fuck it up any more than it already is. Anyway. Jesse. We kind of see Jesse in these moments and the other moments with her on his own, just bringing the shade. And he is like, he's going to struggle because duh, he doesn't speak this language. Of course he's going to struggle. Um, so anyway, um, Jose comes back and he says, it went a little good. And you're like, oh God. And he says, the test, it's really hard. And I said, well, I don't expect it to necessarily be easy, um, especially for someone who doesn't speak, this is not their first language. But of course it's going to be hard because you don't know how to speak it at all. Not even a little bit. Unfortunately, they're not going to have chicken on the test. So he says that he only missed one question. Spoiler alert, that can't be true because they get the results. They had to wait 15 minutes for the results and he failed the test. And then, and then in the moment we see Jesse and he says that now with him failing this test, everything is now going to fall on him. 
when it comes to helping her with this baby. And this is when, this is kind of when for me, everything just kind of tied into, I am frustrated by her and her decisions. She doesn't give a shit about how everything is going to affect her family, especially her 20 year old son. He has a life of his own and should be able to have a life of his own. His mother making stupid fucking decisions to marry a man she doesn't know to then getting pregnant for that person she barely fucking knows who is not permanent in England because he hasn't passed his fucking English test. So therefore he isn't going to get his visa. You made these fucking decisions. And now your son is going to have to take on to take on the fact that you're about to have a baby with this, with this guy that he, he's going to have to help you with that because Jose isn't going to be there. I can't stand you. As far as I'm concerned, yes, I'm not saying that Jesse shouldn't help to some extent with this new sibling coming. I'm not saying that. But as far as I'm concerned, late nights, the feedings, the the changings and all of that, honey, if you're on your own, do it on your own. Don't make your son involved in the bullshit decisions. Those who don't hear must feel. So you're going to feel as far as I'm concerned. I feel nothing for these two. I don't feel sorry for them or her. I don't feel sorry for her. I don't feel sympathy for her. I feel nothing because you could have prevented it. You could have at least, at the very least, waited until he was permanent in the country before getting pregnant for him. You could have done just that. Anyway, Jose, he's laughing because I guess he thinks this is a fucking joke. And, um... And she says he's not taking this seriously at all. And he's going to be leaving in four weeks. Anyway. Again, like I said, I feel nothing for these two. Like, I don't care. (laughs) I just don't care. Anyway, that is it for Louise and Jose for this week. Okay, so... This is very quick, very, very quick that we're with Katie and Alejandro um, now. So we are still seeing her heading to the church. And I guess it's a church, more like a venue. It doesn't really look like a church. And she is feeling very anxious. And we're with Alejandro and he's waiting. And according to him, she's late. But here she is. She has shown up. He says, here she is, and I can now breathe. And he says, she looks stunning. And she says that she is kind of feeling like she might have a panic attack in this moment. 
because they, they sit down and, you know, efficient is there doing his thing. And then she says, all of a sudden, boom, there's a storm coming. And it's very windy. And she says that the rain, it sounds like bullets. And she says that the decorations, they're getting ruined. She says some of the fenders, um, like I think the drinks, I think they were people with the drinks were leaving. Um, and that's freaking her out. Um, she says the people, like the, the guests, they're getting wet. And then we hear a thunderclap and the lights go out. So now it's a blackout. And I said, holy shit. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a, like, I'm not a person who is very superstitious by any means. There are certain things that I might hold and go on to and grab onto, but overall, I'm not a very superstitious person. But I do know that, you know, rain on your wedding days can be considered bad luck. But then I'm like, well, there's a silver lining to to that, right? It can, if you want to put it that way, look at it negatively. Um, you can look at it that way. But I think also God doesn't, if you're religious, or higher beings, let's say that, higher beings, don't hand you things that you can't handle. And I think they have had a lot of shit thrown their way um, leading up to this wedding. That they're like, let's just give you a little more. And they handled it as well as they could. Um, but you do worry, like, is their wedding about to get washed out? Because again, if you've been kind of paying attention to the spoilers um, that Katie mentioned in uh, Instagram live, um, and again, I did talk about the spoiler, I think, in last week's episode. So if you want to know the spoiler and you didn't hear that episode, you can go back. And there are timestamps, so you can take a listen to that. Um, you do wonder, like, oh God, like, what's happening? Because even that, not even as much that, there's been so many rumors that there's just been struggles with the wedding and the wedding not happening. Um and having to happen at a different point and whatever. And it's like, oh God, like, oh no. But the officiant basically says, you know what, guys, it's just water. So let's keep going. And she says that no storm is going to stop this wedding. And they're married. They they did tie the knot. And she says that even though it's a blackout right now, they're going to have a good night. And that's basically it for Katie and and Alejandro. It was very short, very sweet, um, but I'm happy. I'm, I'm I'm happy to see that they're that they're married, and um, and yeah, but. That's it for them. Next, we're going to talk about Mercy and Michael. So, they are in England. So she made it 
but here's the sad weather. And she says that it's very cold and that this is probably the coldest place that she has been. And he asks her, like, how do you feel? Um, once they have gotten to where he lives, I can't quite remember now where he lives. It looks like a very cute, quiet, I don't know if it's town or what, but it looks very, you know, very nice, very cute. By the water, you know, not too, too bad. Um, but she says that she doesn't like that it's very chill and quiet. She doesn't like it. And she even says that it's ugly. Great. So now we're at the house. It looks like a very nice house on the outside. But yeah, she thinks it's tiny. And she also thinks he's messy. And at one point she sneezes because it's so dusty in his wardrobe. Um, and it kind of looks like he didn't make space for her clothes before he left. And he's like, like why, why, why would I do it before? I didn't have time. And it's like, you make time. You should have done that before you left. Anyway. Um, so in the next scene we see them in, she tells us that Michael goes to work very early in the morning. So when she wakes up, she is alone. And she says very much that she misses Kenya. She's bored. She misses being able to just talk to people. She misses her friends and all that. She does call her friend Carol, I believe is her name, and tells her that the weather sucks and she misses home. And she says, if I even get pissed off even a little bit, I'm coming back to Kenya. And Carol does say, you know, it does take time to adapt to a new environment. The fact that she's so negative right off the jump is not going to probably bode well. Um, but I do understand that this is a change is she's going to have to adapt, but you know, you, you're not going to adapt if you have one foot out out of England, basically. It is not. Um, so Michael comes back home and he sees that she's cooked. It does look good. And he does say that he does like it. And she, he kind of says like, you know, what did you do today? She said nothing. I didn't do anything. And he can kind of sense that since they've gotten back, that she isn't happy. And yeah, uh, I mean, he kind of sensed that before they even got married, that she wasn't going to be happy. So he is taking her out for dinner and he's going to be introducing her to his friend, Nick. And I said, and not James. James would have been a better choice. Anyway, he asks how the wedding went, Nick, and they kind of say, you know, it went well, and he talks about, you know, the bride price and, you know, kind of everything having to do with that. But apparently there is more 
that's just the bride price. Like, I mean, I'm very confused by this, but he still has to pay for, I hate using the word pay, but he still has to like pay for her and he has to pay for her with like 48 goats and 15 of something else. And he's not done paying for her basically, but he has kind of paid for the down payment, which I guess is all of the other shit that he just did. Um, um, but you know, he has to still pay that off. Ooh, I hate this. Anyway, his friend says that it sounds very money oriented. And I, I said, okay, I know this is maybe foreign to, to Western people because it's something that is just not practiced anymore, but it used to be. And this is also something that's being practiced in, in Kenya at least. And it might be foreign, but this is just typical. This is what happens. And she does say, like, this is normal. This is what is, is done. So with everything, and I don't know if this includes what he still has to pay. I'm assuming it doesn't. But with everything, the bride price, the travel, the wedding, everything cost $20,000. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. It could have been a lot more. That's not bad. But Nick says, like, what's next? And they say they want to go on a honeymoon. And he has, okay, where do you want to go? And Mercy says, Dubai. And Nick says, you have expensive tastes. And I said, yeah, Dubai is expensive. Very expensive. Next, no, sorry. They, well, not they, I should say. Mercy also says that she wants to move. She doesn't want to stay in that house. It needs to be done in two years. And she says, otherwise, if it's not done, I'm not giving him babies. And she doesn't want to raise kids in a small house. And I said, you know what? Let me just not say what I'm about to say. Like, it's okay. Anyway, he does Nick say that houses in England are very expensive, right? And he's not wrong. I mean, I don't watch a lot of house hunters. But I watch enough, and anytime you see people going to England, it's like you gotta pay a pretty penny. It's not, it's not cheap. Um, so she says, "Well, he has to work more." Because also, guys, she has a lot of clothes and she needs space. And I'm like, so downgrade. How many things that you have that you wore in Kenya is something that you can wear here in England in the shitty ass weather? <laughs> like there's actual seasons in England. Like what, like what can you wear? Is there things that you can just get rid of or maybe store away somewhere? Because chances are you're not going to be able to wear it. Anyway, 
She, as we know, obviously cannot work until she can get the spousal visa, but she says he just has to work more, right? We find out that she gets an allowance. She didn't like him saying that, but at the same time, she's not working, so whatever, I get it. And she thinks that she gets her allowance, but her allowance is the, is, is, the allowance, I guess. But she's just like, you know, I don't like cooking, but I clean. But like if I clean and I, you know, break a nail, then I should get more money for my nails. I should get more money to do my hair. And he's like, no, you whatever you get in your allowance is what you would put towards your nails or your hair or whatever. And she says, no, no, I want more. And I said, this is a man who, you know, doesn't have like two jobs. I can't, even, I can't remember if he has two jobs, but he works as like a skip driver. You know, he does. He has two jobs. And he clearly needs to make ends meet. He has a kid he has to take care of already. Now he has you he has to take care of. And you want him to give you more so you can get your hair and your nails done? First of all, number one, where the fuck are you going? You don't need to have your nails done all the time. You you want to have your long nails? Okay, fine. You might have to sacrifice that. Why not buy a bottle of OPI nail polish and you can put some nail polish on your nails so they at least look pretty? That's cheaper than going and getting a manicure done. And actually getting fake nails or whatever you do, right? And then as for the hair, the one thing I'll say about the hair as a black girl, although I don't, I'm, I'm able to have my natural hair and whatever, but it takes a lot of maintenance. And I can already tell you that is not her real hair. She's wearing a wig. Or, or, or yeah, def- probably definitely wearing a wig. So it's a, it's a decent wig, but she's definitely wearing a wig. And or maybe not. Maybe she's not wearing a wig. She might not be wearing a wig, but she could be have extensions or whatever the case may be. But doing your hair as black girl is is important. Sometimes it needs to be done if you want to get like braids in or whatever. But at the same time, you might need to sacrifice maybe how much you go to get your hair done. These things of like getting your nails done and your hair done, they're not a right, they're a privilege. And if you don't have the money to support that, then you shouldn't be doing it as far as I'm concerned. And I think for a time you can sacrifice it or minimize how much you're doing it. Instead of doing it every month, maybe do it every couple of months or every three months or whatever. He, this man is not made of money, but she clearly, certain things that were found about her is clearly holding a little bit of water. Um, Nick says, 
you know, you can't really save for a house very easily if you're constantly paying for your hair and your nails. That Michael knew what he was getting when he chose to be with her. And I said, hmm, fair to an extent. He thinks, Nick thinks, that the wedding was potentially a wedding of convenience. I can see where he's coming from. I do see where he's coming from. I don't know if that's fully it, but I can see, I see what he's saying. Anyway, Mercy doesn't like Nick at all, and thinks like the way he's asking these questions is just putting her off uh, of England even more. And I said, like, do you think that his friends are going to fully accept you just because he's with you? Not necessarily, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for Marcy and Michael. Do you want to spice up your love life? Well, you can make that happen by going to Love Shop, where you can get sorts of different things, whether it's for both you and your partner or just for yourself. For solo play, you can get things, all types of vibrators, maybe more kinky type toys, or you can just buy what every person may need, like lingerie or protection, or even just something to make it a little more fun, like games or novelty things. You can do all of this by going to Love Shop and you can use our unique coupon code REALITYT2 to get 10% on anything your hearts desire. So that's loveshop.ca, L-O-V-E-S-H-O-P dot C-A and use our unique coupon code REALITYT2. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A and the number two. So now we are with Rebecca and Christian, her last couple for this week. And we see she's still waiting at the airport and waiting and waiting. And then she kind of looks over at the, I think she's at the departure door. And she looks and she thinks, is that him? I'm not wearing my glasses. I can't really see him very well. But she does kind of move to see if it is him. And then meanwhile, we see him and is in the moment and he says, where is she? So clearly that was him. It was him. (laughs) And yeah, they bug because whatever. And I wrote down, y'all don't even recognize each other, but you're about to get married in six months. That's fucking problematic. Anyway, the next day, they uh, are waking up and she says, you know, or well, I think he says, like, it's kind of nice, you know, waking up beside her or whatever. And she says that 
we didn't sleep much. And you're thinking, oh, what did y'all do? But then she says that because he was snoring. <laughs> so I don't know if they actually did do anything last night. It doesn't matter, I guess. Not our business. But um, yeah, he was snoring. She said it sounded like a truck, I think she said. So yeah, that's what kept her up. So she is going to be getting ready for a gig she has that night. And he is going to be going with her. She says, you know, exes don't really take well, or exes didn't really take well to her dancing. And then she tells us that her ex-husband, I'm assuming, would talk about not the fact that he disliked her doing the dancing. I can understand her someone maybe not feeling comfortable with the belly dancing. However, that's not what he did. Instead, he talked about how she looked when she would be dancing. Basically saying that she should lose some weight and kind of forced her onto a diet. Actually, I'm not sure if it's her ex-husband. It might not have been her ex-husband. Either way, it was an ex. And she said that this very much shattered her confidence and she ended up stopping belly dancing for a time. And she says that she's never going to do that again because this is very important to her. She wants to know that he's able to handle it, right? And she is definitely concerned that he might say the same thing to her that her ex said to her. And I said, who is this fucking guy? And can we, uh, can someone find him, track him, and say you're a fucking asshole? She's gorgeous. She looks gorgeous. I don't care. Because listen, belly dancing, you don't need to look like fucking Shakira, okay, in order to be a belly dancer. You just don't. And it's not about that. You can look like you should be able to have a little meat on you. You look better that way anyways. Like, come on. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Anyway, let's move on. So she decides that she's going to be wearing probably what is considered her most revealing outfit. And she says, let's just go into the deep end with this. And I'm like, ooh, okay. That's all right. Um, and she really just doesn't know how he's going to take it. But she says, what's the worst thing that could happen? And I said, you literally just told us a story about what the worst thing could have happened was so that that could happen. Um, I hope that doesn't happen, but that could happen. So it's showtime, y'all. And they got there and she ends up getting up to go get dressed and he's on his own and we do find out that her entire segment, I guess, if you want to call it a segment, is 20 minutes. Um, Well, set. We'll say set. is 20 minutes. And while he's on his own, he says, you know, there are a lot of guys here, and he's hoping that this is not going to be a sexual thing, um, because that's going to make him uncomfortable. So she comes out, 
and she at first is, is covered by her scarf, I guess you can call it a scarf. <laughs> and he has a smile on his face with that and whatever. And then the scarf opens. And I said, you know, she looks great. And the only thing now is that he feels that this is a little more sexual than he thought it would be. And it's making him uncomfortable. So it's not for him. And he is not having any fun. And she says that she's trying to avoid eye contact with him. I think that is definitely understandable. Um, and she's just trying to enjoy the crowd because the crowd is really enjoying this. They're getting up and dancing with her. Um, so, yeah. And he says, this, you know, it's very awkward. And then, and then a man puts money in in her bra. And then you're thinking, what? And he's thinking, what the fuck just happened? Right? And you're like, okay, all right. I don't know about this. And he says at this point, he just doesn't want to be there anymore because that makes him very uncomfortable. And she says that tipping is a very normal thing that happens during these dances. Okay, fine. But the problem is, is that she didn't tell him. She thought that like the tipping just probably wouldn't be happening and it'd be a more laid back kick. And I said, even if you thought, or better yet, you assumed, okay, because I made an ass out of you and him, even if you assumed the tipping wouldn't be happening, you should still have told him that there was a potential for a man to put his hands pretty much on your boobs to give you a tip. You should have told him that. You should have warned him. So at least he would have been prepared for if it happened because then it happened and he wasn't prepared and he's now comparing this as he says to a different profession and now that's what he's thinking you should have told him because you know what can happen and what to expect you should have warned him why not set him up? Why not set this up for success? And said, you didn't. Um, he gets up and he walks out. And she obviously noticed it. And she's upset that he, that he left. And I said, well, again, what did you expect? You didn't set him up correctly to make sure that, you know, what would, what would happen would, wouldn't happen. That he wouldn't get up and walk out. 
but that is it for 90 Day UK for this week. It was a pretty decent episode, actually. Um, but if you liked what you heard, please share Reality Tea Times 2 with everyone in your life. Also, if you liked what you heard, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate and review us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so by going to either Facebook, Instagram, or Threads, or follow and following us on there at Reality Tea Times Two. You can also email us at Reality Tea Times Two at Hotmail dot com. You can visit our website where you can listen to all of these episodes and get links to our Facebook page, Instagram, and YouTube at realitytimes2.aludu.com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, that's it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software.